Warner Brothers Podcast. Kyle joined by Keenan. Uh, Keenan, what's up? How you doing? Good, you. I'm excited to talk. Yeah, I got a question that I just saw on Twitter. Yep. All right. And it, it really made me think these numbers, these numbers will surprise you actually. So if everybody in the world, let's say we held a one-on-one tournament mm-hmm. for everybody in the world, right? Mm-hmm. The winner would only have to win 33 straight. That's all it would take for the winner, which doesn't even seem, you'd be like, what? There's no way, but that's, that's wild. That's yeah, yeah. My question is how many rounds do you think you could win of one-on-one <laughs> in a world tournament? <laughs> a world tournament. Okay. Like, what's so, your fire? So or who are you hoping to drop? Who, who who would be your ideal first round of points? Um, I just wanted to say there are 25 things going on in the NBA you could have brought up, 25 in the NFL, and this is where you start. I love it. Absolutely love it, but I had zero idea this was coming. Just want to put that disclaimer well, out of the way. I yeah, think it was a random, question. <laughs> random, and I love it. I think I probably could get to maybe six, but it all depends on who I'm playing because, like, I would say I'm in the world. Yeah, I mean, you, got, you, got, you got one person out of 8.5 billion. So. Yeah, yeah. so you really you really don't know, like, where I'd be seated. Like, I was pretty much, like, I'll take it at my highest point. I was playing around D3-ish level college basketball because I could have played for the Plymouth State team. I played with their players, and I was on par with every one of them. I could have possibly, so basically D3 basketball, what does that equate to? Like, you know what I mean? So, like, if I was to get a garbage person, then I probably could get a few rounds, but I don't know if that equates to me being one of the top 5 million people in the world or if it comes to being me one of the top billion people in the world, you know what I mean? Or yeah, what, I think what, like, where that would land. I think my dream first round matchup would be like probably a newborn baby. <laughs> or <laughs> well, so, well, yeah. well yeah, like if you like if I got Or even someone like or someone in their nineties, late nineties. Like maybe you maybe someone on hospice. I know that sounds terrible, but yeah. like maybe you, you know maybe what? someone on if that's the matchup, like if we're actually slotting everybody who's living, yeah. That might that, be a thing. Like So I would love a five year old or a four-year-old, like, on first round. And you know what? That's specific. I, I, you know what? Second round, give me Bill Russell. Give me give me someone old that I can beat, but, like, a legend. <laughs> like Someone I, said, like, someone said, them. what if LeBron, someone said, what if LeBron and Giannis got matched up first round? I thought that was pretty funny. Because <laughs> it would be a random draw, so who knows? What if you did get two NBA players or two former NBA players? I was going to say, if it's definitely picked at random, like, I could see Steph in the first round. I'd be like, oh, well, <laughs> this is good. But it really all depends on your draw. Like, I think I could I could go anywhere from being out in the first round to if I got the perfect draw, get to, like, the final 64. Like, like, there's a legitimate the final sixty four. There's a world where I could. It depends on literally my draw. Maybe I don't. Well, know. I mean, I mean, it just literally just. I mean, probably not. not the, probably not. Billion. Probably not sixty four. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I could probably get to the final like more hundred thousand, more hundred thousand. Now I'm thinking about it. Probably like the final hundred thousand. I have you know, no idea. You know what I mean? I, like, if you get to, because if you get to that point, say I got 
If I only need to win 33 times, if my first eight wins are in the bag because of how many people, like you have to think, like in the fourth round, I could play mom. Like what? Like what is she doing with me? Nothing. So, <laughs> like so, basically, you got to that point, and then you get to like the fifth or sixth round, and maybe you get someone like I don't know. I maybe I get a Joe DiZazzo in the sixth round. Like I, I have no idea. It all depends on who my draw is. I could go out in the first or be a top 100,000 left, which would be a hell of an accomplishment if I was got in the I'm top 100,000. I guess Jordan's going to be out by then. Yeah, yeah, probably. But you know what? That's it all fine. depends on the matchups. This thing you never know. You never know what. You never know who it might be. Yeah. It could, like, literally anybody could win or lose at any point, besides probably the NBA players. Yeah, like... And it all depends on what the rules are. Are you scoring one basket? Are you scoring seven? Are you scoring 11? Is there the 7-0 rule in effect? Like, so many, are we playing winners? Are we playing losers? Yeah, like, 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 I think, like, in the way that I would have to win, it would have to be probably losers. There's no way you're winning. There's no way you're winning. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. I meant games. I just, I'm just talking individual games here. The the idea that I would be able like if I could win it all that would basically mean that I have an argument of being the best player in the world like that that's just not a real argument. There'd be zero argument actually if it was everybody in the world. I'd say there'd be zero argument if you won thirty three straight games out of eight point five billion. But well, no, I mean, I'm no. What I'm saying is like find a way to argue it. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> just saying I'm saying that would mean that I'm in the argument for the best player in the entire world. It like if I think I could get to that point. Which I'm not even remotely close, so I absolutely would not. Oh. That that's what my point was more so. But yeah, um, I think I could go decently far. I got confidence in myself. I could go decently far. It depends on my matchup, though. So I'd have to see who I'm slotted with. Well, I'm hoping for winners' ball. I hope I get a newborn baby first, or like I said, someone who's like a hundred, hundred and four. Feel like I could break them down off the dribble. Probably get my shot off on them. Probably. So, I'm hoping. Think, I'm hoping for we I get to choose a game. Those matchups. What's up? I said I'm hoping for a choose a game. Because if I'm playing an NBA player, I don't want winners. I want losers. I want a chance to touch the ball. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want. I don't want Westbrook just to get the ball every play because that's a bucket. This is also like when Deroy asked. He asked if we faced like if our friends group faced an NBA team. And the only goal was to score once in a 48-minute game, and they were playing their whole team. Or, you know, however, they played, like, a regular game, like, subbing, timeouts, all that. But they're, like, playing defense as hard as they can. So they're playing as serious as possible. Would we score one basket? Yeah. We all said – most of us said no. You said we could get a basket, I think. I don't know. Has your answer changed? No, no, absolutely, absolutely not. And, like, here's the thing. So, say that we're all, like, D3-level athletes. Like, sure, like, D3 or very mid, like, low-tier D2 athletes. Cool. Great. We could totally get a bucket. I'm not saying that we're going to do, like, we're not getting a bucket in the traditional fashion. This is a leak. You you, you think we can get one bucket in 48 minutes if, like... This is is a, we're leaking out. This is a, we're, like, a long... Yeah, but what if, how are we getting the ball past the foul line of our own of our own end if we're going against like I don't know Marcus Smart and Derek White I don't uh, think we're no but here's the but the thing is this we if there 
if Marcus Smart shoots a three, it's a long rebound, falls into your arms, and you already have someone up, that's a layup. Like that, yeah, that's, but here's the thing. They could score. They could dunk literally any time down the floor. They don't even got to put up a three. And if they do, they're getting that rebound. Not not entirely. I mean, they don't control where the ball goes. I think there's. I don't think there's a world where you score a bucket. I'm not saying. Oh yeah, we could. I just think we. I would. I would. I would bet upon full court pressness the whole game. I'm. I'm. I got one. Anybody else? Anybody outside of like high level college? They could probably. They could dead ass like an NBA team if they really want to. They could shut out a team pretty much. If you're taking just like let's say you took, it would it, if it was high school, it would have to be like the highest level of high school team. Like the NBA would still just like shut them out straight up. Like if See, you took, I don't, I don't like think if you took like the Milwaukee Bucks and they're playing the hardest defense, it's the same thing as like decent basketball players in the real world well, no, going I, against like little kids. You know what I mean? Or good level yeah. junior high kids. You know what I mean? But even then, they could score a bucket. It's not likely. And I'm not saying that even but, I'm not saying that we'd do it like if you did this ten times, I'm saying that maybe once or twice out of those ten times it could be possible. But I'm you have to think forty eight I'm, I'm saying if there's one game. One game. Yeah, no, I'm saying if you did it, but I'm saying <laughs> out of those one games, if you still have a twenty percent chance, it's still a chance. That's it's my still point. a chance. I just think that's more so my point. And and also, I disagree with the fact of like you said that if a high, like one of the highest ranked M, uh, high school teams couldn't score a bucket on an NBA team. If that NBA team's like, I disagree. Play, I disagree. Playing all that. thirteen, playing all thirteen of their players, and they're pressing at a high level. Picture Zion Williamson's team. Zion could get a bucket by himself. LeBron James in two thousand three could have gotten a bucket by himself. Like they're because they're already that's, NBA that's level. A- that's a that's a high exception. You're talking about like well, yeah, but LeBron's I mean, like, the greatest prospect ever. Of course, yeah, LeBron. Okay, okay. Well, I think that I think the top NBA prospect in most years is playing on prob- the best team with a lot of athletes. I feel as if they could get a singular bucket, and they definitely could. Like the more I'm thinking about it, sure. But like, well, I mean, like I think Bronny could go get a bucket. Like if you took Bronny's team right now, I think that his team could get a bucket. There are six three, six four, six five athletes. I guess I'm taking. I guess I'm taking it as like, if you told said NBA team, let's just take any team. Let's say it's the Philadelphia 76ers, any team, really, folks. And you told them this exact scenario, like, hey, you're playing such and such either high school team, whether it was like the best high school team in the country, blah blah blah. And the whole entire point wasn't to win the game, but like see if you could shut them out. I'm I'm thinking these teams are gonna sub a certain way. I'm thinking these teams are gonna press. You know, they're gonna play. They're not gonna play it how they would a normal NBA game. They're gonna play it like it's a, you know, life or death situation. Well, in that situation, I'm gonna take that team. Because in that the case, best, you the know, best high school yeah, player. It doesn't can matter score. if it's it doesn't matter if it's Bronny or whoever. If you got, you know, someone like Thibel playing on you like full core as hard as he can that's like like playoff intensity defense mm-hmm. or something like that i don't know it's it's different you know what i mean but you NBA don't have players- five you won't have five thibbles on the sixers so if you're playing in that scenario seth curry better not play a but a step and james harden better not play it in the game like they can they're throughout an entire game 
You cannot convince me Harden could lock someone down to zero or Seth Curry could lock someone down to zero if they're they if they're one of the highest level high school prospects. Because if that's the case, they could go in the NBA and score a bucket. They that's, could, but I'm saying if this team's coached yeah. a specific way to try to get a bucket, even even Seth and James Harden, they're still even more athletic than some of your most athletic high school players. Oh, for sure. That's the mole, but I'm not saying your average not high school team. I'm not saying your average high school team. Oh, no, I'm to, talking about even. I'm, I'm talking, about talking even your top level. Like you're still. The NBA Jason still Tatum in high school, his senior year, could have scored on an NBA player. Like I, you cannot convince me. True, we're talking. Yeah, no, no, no. We're talking about. You're talking about if they could score on an NBA player. Of course they could. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking just, about if this NBA team was specifically coached to stop. You know what I mean? Just to literally shut them out. And they're well, like, they I mean, maybe if you got, if you constructed your own team, maybe if, you con- maybe if you constructed your own team, like if not you even, t- I'm saying any, any NBA team, if no. you got, you can't tell me the Sacramento out. Kings right now are going to lock down someone every single position. You cannot convince me of that. And I'm sorry. Uh, if they're trying to, if they're trying their hardest and they're subbing every three or four minutes, not not, it's gonna it's gonna be very hard to score on any NBA player or team if you're uh, these if you're one not and done athletes. Athlete. What's up? These one and done athletes that are going into the NBA, like like they're just to me, there is no way that you could tell me if you got like a team of the five best high school players. You cannot convince me they couldn't score a single bucket in a 48-minute game. If you're saying a game to 21, I got you. They could totally do it. 48 minutes, that is a long time because you got a 6'10 athlete. You got long rebounds. You've got shots because they could hold the NBA players to not getting a layup every time. That the Not every time they could hold them to not getting a layup, but I mean there is not every single possession that would be an easy layup or an easy dunk. They would be able to hold them on a few possessions. You get a long rebound, you get a layup. You get a you get a you get able to get loose off a screen, you pass the ball, you get a three. We have great shooters in high school, you could shoot it. Like there's no way I could convince myself for forty eight minutes that that team couldn't get it. I'm saying they could. And I'm, again, we're still still sounds like we're still speaking two different things because I'm saying if this NBA team's coach specifically for this situation, mm-hmm. I, I think 99% of the world, that 1% being those who are either in the NBA or that high-level athlete in a high school or college being the ones that do score. Yeah, and the high-level athletes. And I'm talking about the high-level athletes in high school. What's up? And I'm talking about the high level athletes in high school. I'm not talking about mid high school teams. I'm talking I'm about saying, the five best I'm high school even, players even, on a team. They're scoring. And even that. And even then, you're still gonna have, even on your elite schools, you're still gonna have maybe two or three of those players at the most. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe hardly more than one. You know what I mean? You might get two or three, depending on the school, right? Even, even like Bron or uh, Bronny at Sierra Canyon. <laughs> He might make the like he if he wasn't LeBron's son, it would be fringe, right? Well, yeah, but that he's the fortieth prospect. You have to think like he is like he's not even the top prospect. If he was the top prospect, like he's a fortieth prospect. So like there's that means there's like about thirty nine better players than him for sure. And I'm saying that school is an exception. That school is an exception. If you took if you took that team and put them against the Chicago Bulls right now, and the Bulls were just specifically instructed. Do not this. Do not let this team score in twelve minutes 
each quarter and you're subbing specifically that way and you're playing an offense designed that way, it would it would be closer than you think, I think. I think it would be harder for that high school team to get even a bucket off. Because, yeah, of course, if you take Jason Tatum as a senior or LeBron or Zion or... Or, or Anthony um, Davis or Carl Anthony, Anthony Towns Davis. or sure. Jabari Parker or but I'm naming then, from John then, Wall... Or even then, you got you got you cannot convince me sure. John Wall couldn't have gotten a bucket. John Wall <laughs> is John Wall breaking a press full of NBA players as an 18 year old just by himself with maybe. his app with his app exactly maybe no no, the, no my it's, point is maybe Kyrie Irving his senior year probably could have done that like I. Like these players, you have to be at a certain level already. I mean, Kyrie played 22 college games. He barely played and then went to the NBA and was dancing on people then. At age 18, he could probably do the same. Kyrie in a a real NBA game, in a a real NBA situation, not one that's designed literally just to get him to never score. I watched him do that against Kobe and other USA players. I'm in a a practice. We're not not talking about a practice, we're talking about a situation where this NBA team's told yo you get money or you get such and such for you shutting this team out shutting these whatever level it is there are two levels before below you for sure everyone on this team a professional player these high school players if you even in your most loaded team they're all probably going to play college ball but only three or four of them might go pro maybe and that's maybe four for sure are probably going to play high level d1 ball one or two of those are going to be an elite level player at the NBA level, if that, maybe one, you know? And I'm saying most, uh, most high school seniors, these NBA players are going to look at like food. Yeah, you got the exceptions like Jason Tatum, well, like course. a Durant, all those guys. Yeah, but if you take their average high school team, when it was like, you know, like John Wall, for example, it's just John Wall out there. Yeah, he's got players that are better than your average to everyone else. Well, on his level to an NBA player's level, it's the, the last it's nothing. You know what I mean? The last thing I'm going to say about this is I come. I hear you. I really do. I'm not trying to make it sound like you are stupid for what you're saying because you're no, not. No, 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 no. I'm no. just saying. I hear I'm, you. I'm more speaking. I'm more speaking. I guess to you, the general public because I I really think you you know how and M- go on go on. No, no. I just think like like the way the way we're arguing about it. As I said, you're talking about like in a flow of a game. Of course, Tatum, Zion, any like even a lower level player, whether it's like a D1 college player, lower level, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, they could get a three point off in the flow of a game if they're playing like that. I'm talking about if you specifically instructed said NBA team, yo, play your hardest. Like, because of course, naturally, if they played, whether it's average people like me or you, or like a like a high level, higher level team that's below the NBA. They're going to take that. If you told them, say, they're getting paid, they might, you know, play their hardest. If there's something, some incentive there. Obviously, in a real world situation, they're not playing their hardest. And of course, maybe even who knows who gets a bucket, you know, on accident. But again, I'm breaking down the parameters of them taking it. Trying to shut such and such team out. No, I I, compl- I, com- NBA, I completely With understand. Which no, I understand. I understand. I completely understand what you're saying. But the last thing I'll say on this, because we have spent longer than I expected, but the last thing I'll say on this (laughs) is this. The same way a superstar in the NBA can get you a game, I think a superstar high school player can get you a bucket. 
Just one. That's I would all, agree with that. That's that's all I'm saying. And I know, and I know not. Sadly, every, we won't be able to see this exact situation play out, but. That's all I'm saying. Like I feel like the number one prospect every year, if they're that good guy, can get you a bucket, and sometimes a couple others. Because like, Melo could have gotten you a bucket. Like you could name one person pretty much every single year that came out of the draft that I feel they're good for a bucket. That's all. Again, in a real in a in, in a regular basketball. Oh, oh game, in a regular basketball athlete. game, they're good for more than just a bucket. Like LeBron and the flow of a. Or sorry, I'm using LeBron like too much because he's different. Like, but like, what? but John Wall, Anthony Davis, Lamelo, like even Lamelo Ball, two years ago and are right out of high school, in the flow of a game could get you 15. Like he and could have got you 15 and eight. Be, like if you're playing in just a full game because he's just that talented of a player. But I still think Lamelo is good for a single bucket if you had five, if you had the Chicago Bulls playing him as hard as possible. Or Alonzo's Chino Hills team's good enough to get a bucket. Of course they're good enough. I'm saying I think they would. I'm, I'm not repeating myself, but yeah, you, I know. you get, you get what I'm saying. I think, I think they would. I think they're shit in all man, they could they could definitely shut out. That Chino Hill scene. If again, this is they're specifically coached to lock down that way. Because I think I think the average, maybe not the average person, but there's way too many basketball fans and sports fans in general who like literally think they can walk into like the NFL, NBA, MLB, you know, your highest level soccer league, whichever. They think they can do it when it like I don't think people realize the difference between your worst NBA player. Compared to like your best high school player, like well, I mean, Brian, in general, even if even if it's a stylistic like mismatch, even if like that that worst player in the NBA is like slow footed, and that high level high school player is like as athletic as can be, it's still gonna be a difference to some degree. You know what I mean? Like that that yeah, yeah. worst NBA player is still gonna be a full grown man who's a professional basketball player who's playing literally every day. Where even in high school, which now you are kind of treating yourself like a professional you're still probably not getting as many reps in as a professional player just off you got school and shit like that you know what i mean well, of course. so that's all the point i'm really trying to make but it is i don't know it's a fun argument to have because yeah. i wholeheartedly believe that yeah if you took most nba teams and you're going at four minute clips like imagine a fresh lebron and whoever let's say it's a 2000 last thing right before we move on but let's say you're it's like the 2011 2013 miami heat and you're just subbing them all because they had a really good defensive athletic team and you're subbing them all in at four minute clips and you're getting a fresh Wade, LeBron, Bosch, and like Mario Chalmers and whoever, who literally whoever at the five, whether it's Joel, put Battier up there. Ban- Battier, even Mike Miller, honestly, he's not the greatest of defenders, but he still knows what to do. So I know I, he's, I, yeah, I, he's, he's still like 6'8", 225. Like, I, I Mike Miller's a big dude. No, I completely understand what you're saying, and I want to bolster your point that you were making about NBA players. Brian Scalabrini, we know him. We know then that's a name that's a bad, not a bad NBA player, but a very minimal NBA player who is – May, like who we actually know, the public knows. He averaged three points. Started on a finals team. He started okay. on a finals team He's, in 2003. Got buckets on a finals no, team. No, he did. So he did. He averaged, you know, he averaged six points that year, though. Uh, so all I'm <laughs> saying, my point by saying this is this. 
he would be one of the people you would assume is one of the worst players in the league, especially in, like, 2008. I remember he went to just, like, one random park in Mass where you have a lot of your best players and just worked them all day because he's just better. Like, he, he's just better than every— 200 however many pounds. Yeah, no, no. he's just, just better. Like, you're like regardless, he'll walk into Rucker and just be better. I mean, obviously, KD walked into Rucker and dropped 66 and could have easily gotten more if he wanted to. But, I mean, that's obviously arguably the greatest—that's the greatest score of my generation and the one of the greatest scores ever. But, yeah, moving on. <laughs> Let's segue right there with KD. Moving on Kevin to the Durant. NBA. How, how do you feel about the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets as an EC? How do you feel about that? I don't. What's, want, what's your gut feeling about that? I don't want to see them. I'm a Miami Heat fan, and Miami is the one seed right now. And how it play out, I think they might lose to Toronto and then beat whomever afterwards. I don't want to see them. As an eight seed... They, well, I mean, as an eight seed after that first round, it's pretty much like being a one seed. If you know, like you still play the four or five and then you play the afterwards, you know what I mean? So they are scary, especially now that Kyrie can play every game and Kyrie at literally after every game he plays now, it just goes off. So they're scary. Because they still they'll walk into every game having two of the three best players unless they play Philly and you think that Harden's better than Kyrie. And honestly, in pl- the playoffs, I might take Kyrie over Harden. Uh, there's no might about it. I'm taking Kyrie. Yeah. No, sorry, I'm taking Kyrie over. No, no, I, I, yeah. But okay, so really, Brooklyn can make an argument that they either have the two best or two of the best three players. In every series. And in the NBA, that matters. They are dangerous. And scary for whomever the one or two seed is that they see. Right. So let's say they're the eight. And they get whoever at one. Whether it's Miami, whether it's Philly, whether it's Milwaukee, whether it's Boston. Whoever it is. Let's say whoever. X team is facing Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And you just hear that. Brooklyn's the eight. Doesn't matter who's the one. Who who are you jumping to? At, like who do you think's winning that series? Is off top. If you bet your life on it, are you take. Does it ma- depend on the matchup? Or are you taking Brooklyn over all four? Depends on the matchup. They're they're not beating Milwaukee. I think that Milwaukee's too much of. I think Milwaukee's too much of a connected team, and Giannis. It's it's hard because it comes down to. Giannis and Durant cancel each other out because of how great they are. Kyrie is better than Middleton, but then I think the Bucks are just better than the Nets afterwards. So I think the Bucks would I think it'd be a tight series again. I think the Bucks would win. I think the Nets beat the Sixers because I don't have full faith in Embiid and I don't trust James Harden. So I think the Nets beat the Sixers and Ky- and Harden will shy away from some from the pressure like that. Kyrie's not Boston, I would lean. It's hard because of how Boston's playing right now. I would want to lean Brooklyn, but I would make sense if Boston won. And the same with Miami is I would want to lean Brooklyn, but Miami would make sense just because they both play tremendous defense. Both teams. I gotta say, my thoughts on the East—they've changed. 
they've changed honestly almost weekly since the all-star break i would say mm-hmm. and i would say how i stand right now at this moment it's uh it's march 25th friday friday march 25th yep right now i would say the three teams if i gotta pick three teams out of the east who are like my contenders like the three i could picture for sure or the let me say this as a celtics fan the two teams I'm most afraid of right now in the East would be one, the Brooklyn Nets, mm-hmm. and two, the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, like that Philly, that Philly Brooklyn Nets game. It's gonna sound crazy, but that was like all I needed to see from Philly, and not specifically Philly, like not in B, not specifically James Harden. He didn't want any part of that game. Anytime it's a big game, he fucking just, you know what he does? He just he he will just bow out when shit gets tough. That's what James Harden's always been. That's what he always does. Kyrie wanted all the smoke that game. Kyrie was, was pressing him full court. Ky- when, do you, when do you see Kyrie press James Harden? Like, press anybody full court? He doesn't. But he was like, okay, you're going to leave our team. You're going to dip. Okay, come come here. <laughs> come here. Come here, James. <laughs> this is, <laughs> come this here, is James. Literally, <laughs> literally though. <laughs> it literally but, was just, come here, James. Like, <laughs> you're not doing anything today. I'm not even that kind of defender, but you're, my pride's going to play defense for me today. Come on. Come here, James. I would say, like, excuse me, sorry. No, you're, you're good. You're good. Um, Like, my thing with Brooklyn is, you know, if they, it doesn't look like Ben Simmons is coming back. No, he herniated disc, I think, maybe. Uh, I don't really know what's going to go on with him, whether he comes back in the postseason. Even let's say he came back first or second round, mm-hmm. it, it would be it would be a lot for him to ask to just jump into playoff atmosphere. Like we'll talk about this a little later. I think that's what's going to happen with the Clippers here. I think we're going to get Paul George and Kawhi back, and I think it's going to be mostly in the playoffs, which is a lot to ask. But that's Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. You know what I mean? They're kind of they're two way players. They can handle. They can pass. It's It'll take them a while to get their rhythm, but, you know, that jumper's going to be there. And they got other facets to their game. Simmons, who's literally just in the paint, can't shoot. You know, he has to have things a, such a specific way for him. It's going to be hard to just include him into mm-hmm. that lineup in the playoffs. And you know what? Honestly, I'll kind of contradict myself here. He's so talented, even with all his limitations. But I think even if you got 15 minutes of Ben Simmons in round one, and he's just rebounding and just getting KD and Kyrie open shots, which they're getting regardless right now. I mean, uh, they can get, they're going to get an open shot at any point right. in time. Like, if you had to pick two Rucker players to go play for you, you're picking Kyrie and KD. Like, if you want to, if you want a bucket, who are you going to get? One of those they're the two. two. They're the two best one on one players in the league, like, literally. And, uh, you know, if you get 15 minutes out of Simmons, cool, that could help. That's really my hang-up with them is that they don't have depth because Kyrie and KD can literally shoulder the whole scoring load for you. If they're giving you, shit, let's say anywhere from 65, yeah, 65 to 75 points in a series, you've got to have something to back it up. And right now they don't. You know, Sim, that's where Simmons would help. So that's, that's my hang-up with them depending on the matchup. If they had like 10 games of Simmons, just 10, you know, they got their feet wet with them and he's like playing in round one. That's scary for any fucking body. Like that's scary for anybody. To play, if, if you told me the eve of the playoffs that Ben Simmons was gonna be back, that would mean he's athletically fully healthy. That would change 
even I'd be even scarier. Take out everything <laughs> offensively. It doesn't matter. Kyrie and KD, say he plays 15 minutes a game, as you were saying. Kyrie and KD, I don't care if there's double teams, people coming off of them. It does not matter. They'll get their buckets while that's happening. You're telling me you got 15 minutes of Ben Simmons, de- ben Simmons defense in like three or four minute increments? Like, what are you doing? Like, really? Like, Ben Simmons on Harden, Ben Simmons on Jimmy, Ben Simmons on Tatum. Like, you tell Durant to go take a break, Kyrie take a break. Like, that would just make it even scarier. So that's where, that's where, like, Paul George and Kawhi, it would obviously take them a minute to get their legs, but they're just naturally born score. I mean, Kawhi turned himself into that, and kind of Paul George too, but they're just natural scorers. They're smooth. They can go get you 25 a night, each of them. And then obviously they can play top-notch defense. So they would integrate better as just being their superstar selves again. Ben Simmons could just be a defensive role player. He could be the Thibel for that team or be the Marcus Smart, the kind of Marcus Smart, because he does more. But you know what I mean. That's, yeah. And, I, again, same situation if he got some regular season games off his belt. I'm more confident. It's, mm-hmm. it's very hard going from... And this will affect Paul George less because he's gotten time this season anyway. That yeah. looks like he should be back within the next two weeks. For sure. Um, you know, going from, like, there's three seasons. They say this with each sport, NFL, NBA. There's three seasons, right? There's And there's three paces. The preseason, the regular season, and then the postseason. Like, yep. you know, that's why there's postseason LeBron and, like, postseason Giannis. Like, Giannis is having a better season this year than his MVP seasons. And he's only going to go up a level in the playoffs. Like, I can't wait to do our playoff preview because, you know. I mean, the last I've, game Giannis played in the playoffs was a 50-piece. Exactly. He dropped and he's got, <laughs> he dropped he's got a, <laughs> he's got a mid-range jumper now, and he's got a confident fadeaway. Like, I'm, when you say the Bucks, yeah, they're probably the least talented. Like, just straight-up talent, top-to-bottom talent out of them, Boston, Philly. Uh, who's the other one? Miami, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Right, we'll take those. I would say, just off talent, Milwaukee's like in the bottom three out of that group, right? Like yeah. I'd put, depending on how you look at Philly, you could say Philly's more talented than them. Just off and beating Harden alone, really. After that, it gets a little, just off talent, it gets scary. Well, they got Maxi too. Celtics, mm-hmm. I feel like, have more more talent top to bottom than Milwaukee. Milwaukee's obviously the best team out of all of these. But if you're just going talent, Milwaukee's near the bottom. But Giannis is going to be at an insane level this postseason. Like, barring injury, like, I can't even imagine what this guy's number is going to be. Well, like, Same what, with Jokic, you, by I mean, the way. Think about it. Think about all the superstars kind of off of their first ring. Like, LeBron after his first ring. That was the 2012-2013 season. Steph Curry after his first ring. Regardless of what happened, games 5, 6, and 7. Up to that point, that was his unanimous MVP season. Like, you, like... These 73 and 9. Seven, they went 73 and 9, and then games 5, 6, and 7 against the Thunder, he averaged over 30, 10, or 30, like 7, and 8. Like, if you look at all these, like, these real, real superstars after their championship, it's like, <laughs> it's kind of scary. Like, and Giannis is just going to that. Even like people like Shaq, I mean, obviously Shaq's amazing, but he was amazing in that first one. But even Shaq, like all of them, Kobe up went up a level. Like all people like that, they go up a level after that championship. And it's like, okay, now Giannis has it. Giannis knows what it takes to get there now. He knows what level he can get to and maybe even what he can't get to yet because he doesn't know. 
because he may have another level, which is even scarier because he's not. I don't think he's at his peak. Like I think he can get a little better. He can get a little bit better of a jump shot. He can become a little bit more efficient, a little bit better ball handler, and that only makes him more and more and more scary. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about this another day. The fact, like, it's weird how parallel Giannis's career is to LeBron's, like, at their age and all that. Like, the back-back MVPs, mm-hmm. the style of play LeBron and Giannis both played with. Like, talking about LeBron's first Cleveland stint. Like, it felt very similar. Like, just how they played, just, like, every night, it needed to be a highlight dunk, poster dunk, chase down block. You got them just literally, like exerting all their energy on both sides of the floor. Like LeBron, you go look at those old LeBron clips and it's literally just him like sprinting around. You know what I mean? Like endless energy. That's what Giannis that's my, basically That's is. my favorite LeBron. I think the best LeBron was his four years in Miami. I mean, you could argue it with how what he did in Cleveland the second go around. But my favorite LeBron to watch is because he didn't he didn't know how to pace himself yet. So he had like Russell Westbrook in him, like early Westbrook, <laughs> but just a way better. So he but to just, a safe degree. But just like a there safe were times Westbrook would feel like he would kill himself or somebody on the court. Like LeBron was just so energetic for, and he'd play forty minutes a game at this point. Like he was just energetic for forty minutes, and you didn't see him get tired. So you would see him. Oh, he missed a layup. That's a chase down block with his head at the rim. Oh man! <laughs> and regular, and you see the same thing with Giannis. Giannis doesn't get it, as you can get in the All Star game. Who's playing hard? Giannis. Everyone else were lackadaisical for the first two quarters, but Giannis is playing hard. <laughs> it's, I'll say this real quick before it. we get back to the before we get back to the Eastern Conference. I agree with you. My favorite LeBron is probably early. LeBron, mm-hmm. like that first casting, LeBron. Definitely yeah. most fun to watch. Yeah. The best LeBron, I think, 2018 LeBron. That's the best mm. version of LeBron we've ever seen, I think. That's, he was, that's in the he argument. Was, that's in the argument I don't even for think sure. It, I, th- I think that's almost unquestionably the best LeBron. I, like still, he, think, I still think 2012-2013 is he should have won Defensive Player of the Year. He was one vote off from being the unanimous MVP. Game 7, 37-12. and 12. I don't know that that's that the best LeBron. I think I think that defensive player of the year thing's a little overrated. Like I think people kind of overrated that as years have gone on. But he was obviously. I think he was better than Marcus uh, all that year. That's what that's what I'm saying. Marcus. I think you definitely. I think he was definitely in the top five, top ten defenders for sure, right there. Because he was definitely at his like athletic peak, probably there. But 2018 LeBron, he still had most of that athleticism and was like perfect on the court, like. Mm-hmm. Made every, like the way Jokic plays, like I'd say Jokic pretty much makes the correct basketball play every time down, which is crazy because he's such a young player, right? Yeah. Le- that was LeBron in 2018, but you can't stop him from getting to the rim and, you know, pretty good jump shot. We've seen how his jump shot has aged over the years, right? Like his jump shot's as best it's ever been now, especially from three point range. But he was like three quarters of the way there in 2018, maybe even 85% of the way there, and just like, a perfect playmaker and like I don't care what anybody says I know it's like popular to say like LeBron was such and such weight in Miami I still say he's carrying more weight on his second cast like he just he looks bigger now and in the Lakers years than he does in those Miami years uh, to me 
I know it's popular to say, oh, he weighed 280, but that dude is definitely... It might be off by a couple, but no, he's he's big. No, I agree with that. Like, when he went back to Cleveland, he was skinny, but you're right. In that 2018 (laughs) season, he put on everything that he lost. He was big then, and he was scary because he had to be because he had to play center that time. Like, LeBron, the thing that's so smart about LeBron is... His, like he almost trains his body for what he knows he's gonna have to do for the year. Like there are some times where he feels like he has to play more point guard ish and like be more athletic, so he'll lose weight and then he'll be like, oh well, I kind of got to be a big like he did in Miami. So he's like, I kind of am gonna play center. So let me get more muscle. Let me just like it's weird how he it feels like he fluctuates. It's kind of how he's gonna have to play for the year. All right, back to the Eastern Conference real quick. Keep mm-hmm. gun to your head right now, right? Yep. Who's your Eastern Conference Finals? Um, Miami, Milwaukee. So you have faith in Miami, even though uh, Spolstra and Jimmy Butler and Udonis Haslam are all trying to, you know, scrap on the bench. So there's the that's gonna go one of two ways, and I'm taking the first thing I'm gonna say. That's either going to energize that team or kind of not demoralize, but be a distraction. And I think it's gonna energize that team because I think that Heat culture is too strong. That that's look, that's look where I'm saying. That I mean, I I would get it if it was if you told me that this was maybe even the Chicago Bulls just because they're a young team. I could see that get in the way, but like the the Miami Heat team, that's just like kind of what they're made of. So I just felt like a brother's argument. I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel like it's an eight a dad and a brother getting into an argument and the dad kicking the brother out of the house. I don't know. I the dad fucking rather. But yeah. Spolstra, Spolstra said some shit like, "You think I'm gonna fucking fight you?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, and you, and you did. That doesn't sound like a dad and son type of type uh, relationship. Uh, All I know is Spolstra's coached. All I know is Spolstra's coached Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, etc., etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they would they wouldn't have that. They wouldn't have that encounter if it's LeBron or Dwayne Wade, and it was it was Jimmy Butler. Well, no, they're who, they're all different. Jimmy's a different kind of different wired differently when it comes to that kind of stuff. But I'm saying it, it's the best player on your team, whether it's LeBron, whether it's Dwayne Wade, whether it's Jimmy. It doesn't matter how you're wired. That's kind of it. It's heat culture, right? Jimmy's not supposed to have those moments in, uh, you know, a late season game. At you know what they got Warriors at home again, blown out, and you know they're they're the one seed. I don't know. It wasn't a good look, obviously. And like you said, it goes one or two ways. It'll either be brushed off, or it'll be the point where we're like, oh shit, what happened there? No, and, I'm that, kind of, and, and it, it could happen. That could be the point where you look back and you're like, okay, they kind of were unraveled. You lost to the Sixers without Harden and Embiid. You lost to the Warriors without Steph, Clay, and Draymond. And then you got into it like that, and that's where it unravels. I personally think it's going to be kind of what energizes them and pushes them forward to a deeper playoff run. I really hope we get Toronto, and then Milwaukee and Brooklyn can fight it out. Or... My dream, my my dream is Mo, uh, Miami gets Toronto. The Sixers manage to get up to that two seed, and they see Brooklyn. That is my dream because I want the 76ers and Brooklyn in the first round. I would love that. It would be the greatest thing in the entire world. Um, I would say this, especially like I'm. I'm kind of out on Miami. Like I said, I've been, I've kind of gone back and forth ever since the All-Star break on this Eastern Conference. 
Uh, at the beginning of the season, I think, like I said, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Miami, and Philly were my like four that I was looking for, like to really hold down the East. And it pretty much stayed that way up until the last four weeks. I'm not all the way out on Philly, but I'm all the way out on James Harden, as, a, as I said before, right? So I don't really have a ton of trust in that team, especially since it was changed at the All-Star break, or at the trade deadline, sorry. So it's, it's a lot to ask. I mean, it's kind of, it's a little more seamless because it's just James Harden. But I don't know, they don't have a lot of depth either. Like, they're playing DeAndre Jordan minutes right now. Like, and they, they rely a lot on, uh, who the fuck is it, Niang. Niang plays a lot of crunch time for them. That's not going to fly in the playoffs. I don't care whether it's Miami, whether it's Boston, whether it's Brooklyn. Like, they're going to eat that up. You cannot play Niang. I forget his first name. Is it Georges Niang? Can't play. You can't play him in crunch time. You just can't. And they rely on him a lot, right? Miami, I've been out on for the last couple of weeks just based on their injury history. Like, they've had so many guys. In it. Like, between Jimmy, Bam, and Kyle Lowry, Tyler it's been a lot of too. in and out. And Tyler Hero. It's been a lot of in and out everywhere. Otherwise, that's like that's one of the teams I was looking to like upend them from top to bottom because that roster is as solid as anybody's. Like top to bottom, it's that's a hard roster to beat if everyone's clicking. But they just haven't had the bodies, you know, consistently there. But then again, here they are, the one seed. I don't know how long that lasts though. Milwaukee, obviously, they're the favorite. You got to give them the edge. This is no homer because you know I've <laughs> I was out in the Celtics seventy five percent of this year. I really was, but I I can't deny how they're playing at all. Uh, they're playing the best basketball in the league out of anybody, out of any team in the league right now. Even that's including Phoenix. Uh, I would have if you know you put a gun to my head, I'd have Milwaukee and Boston in the conference finals right now. And by the way, I'm not afraid of anybody. That's including Brooklyn. Not afraid of anybody in the East right now besides Milwaukee as a Celtics fan. Matter of fact. I would take. I would want Brooklyn in the first round. I think we would win. I really do. Okay, let's not get hasty here. No, uh, I would. You'd I want, literally. You I'd would watch, want watch, them. I would want Brooklyn. I would. If I think Boston can contend this year, yeah, you better. I would hope they want Brooklyn too. Oh, I would hope man, they want Brooklyn oh, too. Man. And guess what? Again, like I said, if this was Simmons and they had more depth, and they got. 15 games or like 20 real games of Simmons, then yeah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn's got a chance at the ring. They really do. They have it now, but, but they, I, they have it now. But I mean, I'm watching a lot of Brooklyn. They just don't have the depth. Like outside of KD and Kyrie, it's going to be hard to get top end defense on top of the scoring on, and then get, you know, 15, 20 here or there. You'll, you'll see. Here's what you'll see. You'll see in the playoffs, you'll see these players play. You'll see Bruce Brown. Who's good? You'll see Seth Curry. You'll see Goran Dragic. You'll see Andre Drummond, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Patty Mills. I don't know if Joe Harris will be back. He's not. He's not. He's not, not going to be back. Okay. So you'll see the, those seven with a maybe you'll see James Johnson minutes, and then maybe you'll see Blake Griffin minutes or LaMarcus yeah, Aldridge. I, They're all going to give you. So if your ending if your ending five is going to be Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Bruce Brown, Seth Curry, and Drummond, depending on either Drummond or Drogic, depending on or Patty Mills, depending on the team. I think that five could compete with whomever because you have KD and Kyrie. 
And that team's not going to be able to guard anybody. The yeah. only plus defenders, the only plus defenders you have in that rotation, like a regular plus defender, is Durant, Bruce Brown. Yeah, and yeah, and maybe Kyrie. <laughs> and Kyrie, yeah, I would I say, say Kyrie. Maybe, but like, obviously, depending obviously on the he's Kyrie, obviously going to take possessions off. He can do it. So, oh, yeah, absolutely can. But it's you know that's if you got your full roster there. Then yeah, then everything falls into place. Yeah, that's you, not, that's what I'm saying. Just because they like Memphis the other night. Katie and Kyrie were getting anything they wanted on offense. Mm -hmm. But it did matter just because they didn't have that third or fourth. And it's not even the third or fourth score. They can get buckets with anybody. They need they need stops. And they're gonna get their buckets with Seth. I, like Seth Curry and Kyrie are fucking dangerous, but you know, I agree. who are they gonna guard? I who are they gonna guard? See, I agree. And that's a good matchup for Boston. I agree, like, but it's just hard for me to want it. That that's the thing. I'm not saying I'm just saying I don't I'm, care if you're a Celtics fan, player, a Mucks fan, it doesn't matter. I'm, hey, how my squad's playing right now, I'm taking Brooklyn. Brooklyn's not hundred percent and they can't guard anybody. I'm taking that matchup all day. My, you have like, two people who can go get you sixty. <laughs> go ahead. Where where are they getting stops? They're not getting stops against us. They're just not. Okay. Okay. They're not getting stops against anything. Like if they get, let's say they get Milwaukee the first round. Where are they getting stops? Giannis would have a like. I Giannis would put up yeah, forty. Yeah, but they're, on. they're a better match than with you with the Celtics than they are with the Bucks. They have no interior. The buck uh, the Celtics are going. The Bucks. I mean, the Celtics can get to the basket for sure, but they are a perimeter based team. The Bucks are inside out. They're kind of like the Rockets in back in the night, like mid nineties. And the Nets, Nets ain't guarding the perimeter either. We'll no, I'm just, go ahead, put go put Patty on Jalen. Why would you put Patty? Put, on Seth, oh, put Seth Curry on. Put yeah. Seth Curry on Marcus Smart. We're, they're living in the paint on that. They're living in the paint, like. Boston's firing on all cylinders right now. No, Boston, I'm not saying that they what they couldn't win the series. I'm just saying I don't oh, no. want it. I'm I'm, I'm saying Katie's good saying to that, get you one. Kyrie's good to get you one. That's two of the four. I'm that's nerve wracking to me. And by the way, if 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 Brooklyn were for some reason it doesn't, I don't think they can at all. If they could somehow get to the six, if they were out of the playing position, I'd probably pick Brooklyn to damn near win it all. Damn near, depending on the matchups. But them having to fall to, they'll either get one of Miami, Milwaukee. They, it's Brooklyn, not or impossible. Philly. The Cleveland Cavaliers are only three games up on them, and so is Toronto. So it's not. That's true. And I guess before I was factoring in, it's not impossible. You know, Kyrie being out, not impossible for them to get to the sixth line if they want out. Which honestly, eight, winning eight games in a row with those two, it's not out of the realm of possibility. If, if they could get the proper first round matchup and you're dodging at least one round of the elites and you can get then that's a different story then you're talking about maybe getting Sims back for round two you know what I mean mm -hmm. but no as a Celtics fan I'm not afraid of Brooklyn okay. and uh, I'm definitely not afraid of Miami and I'm certainly not afraid of the Philadelphia 76ers and James Harden who like if he came out after this offseason requested a trade back to Brooklyn it wouldn't surprise me because that's how the fuck James Harden is <sighs> like fucking James Harden Keep, that dude's never happy. Never happy. So, no, nah, I'm happy with where my team is at. That's something I could have never imagined saying eight weeks ago, mm -hmm. ten weeks ago. Uh, I don't know if I've said it on here, but, like, the weirdest thing about the Celtics, this is the last thing I'll say before we move on to the Western Conference, 
the weirdest thing about them is how they went from like that middle of the pack, just like this team's not playing hard. They're losing games. They're losing games to bad teams. Like they're just losing games in the worst way. There was nothing enjoyable about them that first three months in the season, three and a half months. Mm -hmm. And then they didn't go on like a steady rise. It wasn't like, oh, we can kind of see them getting better. It just flipped overnight. They went from a middling team to an elite well, team. Well, yeah, I mean, 2022 started. They just, the calendar year turned, and they're like, hey, we're a new team. All right, cool. Well, they <laughs> actually, literally, yeah. It was literally from that point. It was like, yeah, we're, we're a good team now. Well, we'll take it. It seemed to be, yeah, we faced, I think we faced Phoenix at either New Year's Day or New Year's Eve, and it was one of the first times they played, like, hard for four quarters against a good team. And then after that, Eme kind of switched up the rotations. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we went to A players, short rotation. We knew who we were, and they were reminiscent of exactly who I said they were going to be on our preseason podcast. When I said Boston's going to be frightening on defense, like they're not going to be, you're not going to be able to score on them. It's going to be hard for you to score on them on a given night, which it is. And then they got Derek White in the mix of that. You um, know, so they're uh, playing underrated pickup. No one really talked about it much at the break, but that was a really good pickup. So they're playing everybody. Six four, six five on their starting under any of their units really. Peyton Pritchard's the only one that comes in that's under six three. Mm-hmm. Everyone else in that rotation six <clears throat> four, six five and up, and you can switch everything. You know, Derek White's similar to Marcus Smart in that he can, you know, guard all three wing positions really. You know, he can guard the one, two, or three. Smart can guard pretty much one through five. You know, if need be, especially on a switch. Um, they're scary. Tatum's Tatum's back at the level he was playing. At before the bubble, like Tatum's when he was a surgeon, he's he's all is, the way back. This is, this is the best he's ever played. He's yeah, I would say he's right. Like I said, right before the bubble, he was playing a lot like this, and which is why I was so bullish in that twenty twenty season about our squad because he was playing just like he is now, easy scoring, you know, picking his spots and being a good playmaker too. You know, seeing what the defense is giving him, reading the defense. That's something that he lost in that little four-month break into the bubble season, into the shortened off-season, into the next season. You know, it really did fuck some players' rhythm up, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. And him, I don't know, he's he's all the way back to that point. And it's it's great to see, and it gives us confidence in our squad. I can the, tell you that. The sure. last thing I will say prior before we move on to the West is <laughs> for them to really make it like to the finals, Jalen Brown's got to up his play a little bit. He's been a little off. He's playing he well. He started He's... off the season really, really well. Like, he may have been arguably their best player because of how Jason Tatum was playing. And then he just, as of late, like, in a whole, I mean, obviously he has some games here and there, but, like, as a whole, as of late, he has, he needs to step up to that. If he can get to that beginning season level of play with this Jason Tatum, yeah, I mean, they're scary regardless. I'm not trying to make it sound like they're not, but that would be the one thing. And we, he's the X factor. We me. blew out a good Nuggets team who's like, you know, a Jamal Murray and Michael mm-hmm. Porter with being a contender. Well, we blew we blew them out with dual thirty point games from Jason and Jalen. So well, he has to. The I'm last, not too worried. The last four games, he's been. He needs to just continue what he's been doing for the last four games. The last four games, he has been to that back to that level. But moving on to the West. Phoenix is the class. There's no argument of that at all. And then the rest is kind of up for grabs, honestly. 
You've got the Warriors, who right now, obviously, they have no Steph, but Steph is the best player of coming off of injury I've seen, really. I don't know, for some reason, he just comes off injury the same guy, especially when it's an ankle. doesn't really matter to him. So the Warriors are going to be formidable, but the chemistry, like their, their next year is looking way more promising than their this year. We yeah, get a full I'm, Clay Thompson, a full Draymond Green, a full Steph. Wiseman's hopeful, Wiseman's now out for the rest of the season. I don't know if you saw that, but I did. You have you. Uh, this year is going to be good for them because I think there is a world they could get to like the Western Conference Finals for sure because they're like in the position to where they could. They could beat Denver and then they could beat. I mean, them against Memphis would be really interesting if Memphis got there, but. Next year, if you get Jordan Poole, you get those role players' time in the playoffs. Plus, obviously, you have Draymond, Steph, and Clay, who are going to be still in their Clay and Steph are going to be pretty much at their prime, depending on Clay's injury. But next year looks more promising than this year. I'll just say that. The West is interesting. Very. Uh, Lucas feeling like like you were talking about LeBron too. Lucas feeling like that two thousand seven LeBron ish. Of like he, I feel like depending other than the Suns, maybe he just feels like he's good enough to carry the Mavericks to the finals. I'll say this: we didn't really give the East enough credit. We talked about those main four teams, mm-hmm. really. Um, maybe five, right? Yeah, Chicago. Um, Chicago in Chicago, we really didn't talk about them, but Chicago's. Chicago, I mean, they're going to be tough because they have to wait until they get, like, their full team back, and maybe this year won't be – this will be kind of the glue year, but Chicago's going to be tough for some years to come. Yeah, yeah, I never I never thought Chicago was the contender. People were kind of saying they were at the beginning of the year. I do think they're a good team. I do think, you know, one through eight in the East, it's it's tough. I think, I think both rounds, like, it's going to be – or sorry, both ends of the bracket, East and West, I think it's going to be – tough either way like every matchup is going to be insane like the lakers the lakers get the eight and that's your matchup one eight suns lakers that's nothing easy regardless of how you feel about the lakers like there's nothing there's been nothing positive about this lakers season and i still if i'm phoenix that's not a team i want to see round one even no. if like i'm pretty confident phoenix could beat them in six but i don't they, they did last year I want, I but th- no right? one yeah. wants to see a 30 point lebron james Anthony Davis would be back by then. No one wants to see that. And regardless of how you feel about him, Russell Westbrook is still a good NBA player. So no one wants to actually see that. Or say the Clippers get there and they get Paul George back. No one wants to see the Clippers with Paul George. Like that's just not an easy. And Kawhi. Or, and, I mean possibly Kawhi. Like that's just not an easy matchup. You don't want to see that. Or as a seven seed – you don't want to see the Timberwolves. This is a different Carl Anthony Towns. Even though his stats are literally the same, this is just a different Carl Anthony Towns. Like his aggression, he he wants everything now. Not backing yeah, down, not afraid from anything. Like this is the Carl Anthony Towns Jimmy Butler wanted a few years back. Yeah, I don't know. Like the the Timberwolves, I don't think they'll necessarily beat anybody in the first round, but they're not a team. I'd want to face. I think they're. I think it's a long series if you face the T Wolves. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would I never think, think. I would never pick them to win a series. But a team like Memphis, who's never actually won a playoff series, it's a little scary. <laughs> you know. I guess I would. I would take. I would take. 
Well, I mean, I'll I would take, take Memphis. I would take Phoenix. I would take Golden State. I would take Utah. Like, I would take these teams over them. But I'm just saying, Anthony Edwards gets hot. Carl Anthony Towns gets hot for a series. It could happen. Like, I'm just saying, they're not a team you take lightly. I can't wait for this Western Conference postseason. I really can't. I can't wait to see what Jokic does. I can't wait to see what Denver looks like. I can't wait to see what the Clippers look like. Uh, the Suns, obviously, we should get a full Warriors squad by then. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, who knows what the Lakers will be by then. You know, hopefully, I hope they're in the playing picture at least. I got to say, like, even though, obviously, the playing game wasn't designed for, like, having Durant, Kyrie, LeBron, and, you know, Steph Anthony last, Davis. Steph last year, LeBron last right? year. Right, and this year, like, yeah. it wasn't designed for all of them to be there. But, I don't know, cool, I'm just, it's kind of cool, but I mean, I hate the playing game. I really do. Like, you're going to have a season one of these times where that seven seed and that 10 seed are like so far apart in record. You mean like this year? Yeah. Is it? I the, mean, I thought the they were Timber, relatively the, close. The Timberwolves are 42 and 32. The Lakers are 31 and 42. They're 10 and a half games back. One's 11 games under 500, one's 10 games over 500. And let's say, is there a chance that the T Wolves play the Lakers? The if the Clippers if the Lakers beat the Pelicans, which I would pick them to beat the Pelicans, and the Clippers beat the Timberwolves, which is also very possible, the Timberwolves and the Lakers would play for the eighth seed. So there yeah, that's a, terrible. There's, you can't, there's a you can't, clear world that the Timberwolves and Lakers play. Like that's terrible. You can't have that where the Timberwolves legitimately earned a playoff spot. And then get bounced out because of the plane. That's stupid. The bubble year, the bubble year completely. I get why they had it. But, you know, yeah. any other year, it's way too gimmicky. And it is exciting. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, last year, having Steph and LeBron there in mm-hmm. a good game, and then that was Steph, great. And it then was Steph cool. against Ja, and that game went to overtime. Then the Grizzlies yeah, won in overtime. But also, they kind of robbed It's truly a one game playoff game. You know what I mean? Like, it's a playoff atmosphere. But and you kinda, can't have it. Mm-hmm. You can't have it to where you got such and such team that's 10 games above the team that's you know the lowest seed and there's a possibility that seven seed gets bounced out yeah and you could say oh like if you're the better team win that game sure but there's no predicament that that should happen where you're 10 games better well i mean you know, look, I can look, look at march madness i mean like a two can be a 15 can beat a two and the lakers aren't a 15 like you know what i mean they're not a 15 seed so they're NBA teams. I understand, like, but one game is one game. Anybody can beat anybody in one game. Yeah. So that's kind of thing. Leave that shit. Leave that shit in college. Like, there's no. I have no re. I have no idea why they continued this trend. Like, I agree. And I agree. I mean, I get why it's money, and it is entertaining. But and I mean, it's worked out. It's worked out for the NBA for these two years because last year, as we said, you did get Steph, LeBron, Ja. And then you got Jason Tatum going off. You got superstars in the play-in game, but like, if they, like say the Lakers fell out and it was like Portland who got there without Dame, like why I don't want to see a Pelicans Blazers game to get to possibly get to the playoffs. Like why would I want to see that? Like they didn't. They don't deserve it. And like in the e- yeah. and also in the East this year, it's going to be interesting too because you've got the Hawks with Trey Young, you've got the Hornets with Lamelo, you got Brooklyn with Kevin Durant and Kyrie, and then you got the actual good Raptors team of Van Vliet and Siakam. So like the seven through ten there, like they're four semi even teams, so that's cool. But like again, yeah, they're all living record. But again, 
if you didn't do well enough in the regular season, whoops. Like, that shouldn't be – you shouldn't penalize the teams that actually did. Like, it would have been cool last year. I mean, obviously the Warriors could have won the game, but it would have been cool to see the Warriors versus the Jazz as a – like, Steph could have maybe gotten you that series. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, right now, in a normal – this is a normal NBA season, right? Yeah. Clippers, yeah. Clippers got a four-and-a-half game lead. On the eight spot, so they're the eight, and they got a four and a half game lead on the Pelicans. Yeah, Lakers and Pelicans got the same record, nine yeah. and ten, like you said. Like that's it. That's pretty cut and dry right there. Like the Lakers and Pelicans in a real NBA season got to go on a hell of a run to end the season and hope that the Clippers fall, off. you know, fall off a little bit. They've lost the last this, four, so I mean they'd have to keep going from there. But yeah, and in this case, you know, the Pelicans have played well the second half of the year. The Lakers have been a fucking mess, and they're still going to have a chance. And you're telling guess who's getting all the calls in that game? LeBron, Anthony Davis. Like they're get they're gonna give the Lakers a chance. I'm not one of these guys who's a conspiracy guy when it comes to this shit, but come on, who's getting the calls in a Pelicans Lakers game? You know who's getting the calls. Uh, like let's be completely like regardless and the NBA is never gonna be like, hey, refs, blow this game. But also everybody understands that the Lakers being in the playoffs is a much better story and much better for the league than the Pelicans in the playoffs. Like, if we're going to be honest, everybody, like, other than Pelicans fans, everybody would rather see LeBron and AD maybe try to do what the Knicks did in 99 as the eight seed. Not that they will, but you know that would be a talk. Right, let's quickly go through what the matchups would be today, and I'm excluding the Pelicans and Lakers. Good, right? So we got Suns, Clippers, and what I believe to have Paul George and Kawhi coming back. I don't the see. More, see, I don't think Kawhi, but I think Paul George. <laughs> I know Kawhi's coming back, and the reason why I say that, reason why I'm so confident in that, if they weren't going to have Kawhi back, they would have said that. Everything they say is, "Oh, we don't know if Kawhi's coming back." Come on, if Kawhi, everything we know about Kawhi. Is that, like, for instance, when it was with the Spurs and he had that ankle injury, he shut himself down, didn't report to the team, like, did things on his own. Mm-hmm. He's been locked in with his Clippers team ever since the offseason. Ever since he tore his ACL, he showed up to all their offseason events. He's been on their bench the whole season. Like, when I saw that early in the season, I was like, oh, this guy's coming back. He signed that extension, which none of us really thought he was going to do, right? Yeah. All of us kind of thought he was going to kind of weighs options to become a free agent. He signed for the long term. I I would not be surprised if he's playing in two weeks. Paul George is coming back next week. Yeah. And they just said like a week ago that, oh, we don't know when he's coming back. I I think they're both coming back. Paul George for sure, obviously. I definitely think Kawhi's coming back. Mm-hmm. So I think I think we get a full Clipper squad against the Suns. I think the Suns win that, but Phoenix and yeah, the, six. It depends on what Paul George and Kawhi you get, or really to quote Kawhi. I think Paul George can definitely. He's already played this year. I think get him the legs he a little bit. He's a, he can return to form. If you get top you ten player like in the good, top ten, you need like two good games out of Kawhi, right? You would two need you would need a great game, two good games, and then some sub. But you would need one great. To beat the to beat the Suns, you need at least one great, and this was also saying you I'll have say a great, two. two great, yeah, you'd have to have two great as long. Then that needs you need a Paul George that's also arguably the best player on the team too. That Suns team is just the best team in the league. So, Absolutely. so they're just the, they're just the best team in the league, and it's not arguable. 
the Clippers and Nuggets remind me so much of each other because when they're playing without their best players, which the Clippers are right now, and the Nuggets are obviously without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Oh my God, be looks like Porter Jr. is going to be back within the next week or two. Excuse me. But the way they carry themselves, like if you watch the Clippers or the Nuggets on any given night, they're, they're supporting cast carries themselves like a, a team that's going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Contending team. You know what I mean? Like, the Nuggets are scary. Like, the Nuggets, let's say they go into this first round without Jamal Murray for sure. Let's say they get Porter Jr. back. Even without Porter Jr., it's going to take six games to get Jokic out of here. At least. It's going to be a long series. Yeah. And uh, I use six as a benchmark for that reason. Like, I feel like if you can get to a six game and you got it between a two and three possession game in the fourth quarter of the game six, you know, that's a... That's a championship-level team right there. You know, some people look at a six-game series and are like, oh, that series isn't close. If you can get someone who's eventually in the finals or is in the conference finals, you could push them to six games and, you know, you got them sweating in the fourth quarter. That's something. That's what this Nuggets team, that's what this Mavericks team will be. That's what this Clippers team, even with one of them, even with Paul George, I think, you know, they're not Mm -hmm. easy out. I don't think they're winning a series with just Paul George, but... You know, those three teams in particular, I do not want to play. And like you said, the T-Wolves, they got Towns, Edwards, and D'Angelo Russell who can get you a bucket. Like That big they three win is going to be better than most, like, than a good amount of the big three in the West. Like, honestly, like, the health, at least right now, with the healthy players you have, you know. Jazz are a weird one because, you know, they've been there. They got pretty much that same core. They move the ball well. They don't really have much creation outside of Donovan Mitchell. That's That's kind of their weak thing. Gobert obviously makes an impact. I know it's a cool thing to like shit on Gobert. Like I, I can't remember a player who's like at that level that's more hated than Rudy Gobert. I got besides Westbrook, people fucking other, hate Westbrook Other than too. Westbrook, yeah. <laughs> but Gobert, like even NBA players, like just love shitting on this guy. And you know his defensive impact is real. Ooh. Like he's a legitimate force. Sometimes on offense, he plays like he's five foot six. Sometimes, but you know. The Jazz aren't going to be easy either. That's a deep playoff. That's a deep uh, series if you're facing the Jazz. Them, I just, I'm not as scared of the Jazz as I was maybe in the earlier season. Looking at this Mavericks team, looking at this Nuggets team, scared of the Jazz really. And I don't think they're a first round exit. I think they're a contender. Like I think, I think there will be a first round exit, but I don't think they're that caliber of team. I don't. You think you think Doncic gets them out of there if that's a four or five? Yeah, in six. Yeah. I don't know if it would be in six. I, I think it'd be a. I think it's. I think it'd be. I think it'd be a seven game series. Lucas since but, the, Lucas since he didn't get picked as an All Star starter has been pretty much the MVP of the league. Like he has been on one since then. I I think that I don't think Utah would do anything because I think it comes down like again, it comes down to like Donovan Mitchell versus Luca, and I'm taking Luca every time. Sure, it's, but it comes down to more than that. Like it's it's well, it's no, easy no, I don't. Only, that, I don't but. only mean that it comes down to just stars. The reason why I'm saying it in this instance is you with Utah. I think these games will be close. In late game, you only have one player on each team who can create. I would take Luca over Utah. I'm not like it doesn't just come down to that in the playoffs, where it's only your best player. Obviously, there's a team surrounded by you. I just mean specifically with this series. You have Donovan Mitchell and then the Utah Jazz. You have Luka and then the Dallas Mavericks. I'm taking Luka over Donovan Mitchell in those late game moments. It's essentially what I mean. 
Not that Don can't do it. I just would take Luca. I'd probably take Luca too. I'm definitely taking Luca there. Yeah, I just I see that's what I just think that's what it comes down to because I think these games will be close. I think the Jazz could blow them out like one game, but I just think these games are naturally going to be close because his teams Luca's so good that he can make these games close and then when it comes to late game stuff, they really don't have it. I mean, Mike Conley can create, but you're not going to just rely on Mike Conley to create for a full series. I guess that's what it comes. And I mean, Mike Conley is pretty much Spencer Dinwiddie. Like when it comes to being able to create, so I would go with Dallas in six personally. At this, I think it'd be a seven game series. They're they're both such strong defensive teams. I think it would be an ugly series. I really do. Um, Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to pick because first off, let me give Jason Kidd props because I thought he was going to be. A bad coach. I didn't think he was going to be great, judging by how his uh, Milwaukee stint went, right? Yep. But he's gotten his team to play really good defense, uh, great defense, actually. Like, they can they can win ugly, which is what you need to do in the playoffs, right? And like you said, then you're just minimizing it to Luka. That's scary for anybody. And I, you know, the addition of Dinwiddie has been weirdly, like, great for them because literally all he needs to do is just get buckets and create. You know what I mean? Because they're all yeah. playing defense. Um. I think the Jazz have more options. I do. I think that's where I think it gets a little dicey because they are such a good defensive team. So they can take everyone else away. Finney Smith is playing well for the Mavericks, by the way. Shouts to Dear uh, Finney Smith. Yeah. But I don't know. I think that one's a pick em. I really do. And, you know, if you just ask me, I'd probably do uh, Luka Doncic just off top like you did. You know, it does. It's easy to lean that way towards six, but. I don't know. I think it would be a true battle between the two, and well, I would. I think it'd be a really good series. Don't get me wrong. I'm not making it sound like it's gonna be just a wash. I just have, I have Dallas in six over Utah. I just think, way, I think Luke is too much. Essentially, by the way, Nuggets Warriors too. I think that's I think six. That, that maybe seven. That maybe seven. Like that's such a bad matchup for the Warriors. I think Jokic would be able to somehow carve his way through that team you know what i mean like he he'd get everyone open buckets and then he's killing whoever they're playing at the five whether it's whether it's looney or draymond there like they're so thin at the five i think they thought wiseman was going to come back like yeah. if wiseman was able to come back and even just give them like 15 minutes of just being a body it would help them so much because they mm-hmm. really are thin at the five the wings is good you know their guards is good especially if they're healthy um weird because clay he started off so well and then like my prediction from at the beginning of the year where he can just be hard to find his rhythm that's kind of been him since his hot start right he, he's he killing it tonight there. random fun fact he has 20 right he had 22 in the first half uh eight of 11 six eight from three hey well kyle shut the fuck up and we'll play <laughs> this, right? so never mind what <laughs> I, so he's just killing it right now if you're getting that clay right if you're getting that in the first round with the way Jordan Poole's been playing and Curry's just, you know, even 95% of Curry, then you're you're fine. Then you probably do, honestly, you might even blow Denver off the floor. But if it's this team that the, we've seen out of the Warriors, which mm-hmm. is like we don't really know what we're getting each night, and Jokic is playing at the MVP level he's playing at, which is, you know, ridiculous, yeah, it'll be hard for them to beat, especially if they just slow the game down. Denver's such a good team, like top oh, to bottom. They are. But Jeff gives them, and they got Bones Highland coming off the bench. Bones, Bones is, he reminds me of a... Of a Bone Thugs and Harmony. Bone Thugs and Harmony. He reminds me so much of Lou Williams' game. Like, he's obviously a little quicker than Lou, so I guess maybe a 
young Lou Will, but their games are very similar. Great one-on-one players can uh, they got the pull-up game, can shoot the three. I definitely like Bones' game, but I don't know, I'm excited for this Western Conference playoffs. Oh, yeah, I cannot wait. If I had to it choose is- right now, it'd be I'm not going to go through all of it, but we're just going to talk first round. If I had to choose Phoenix over the Clippers, depending either six, five, six, or seven, depending on who's back. Memphis over Minnesota, Golden State over Denver, and then Dallas over Utah, and then you would get Mem- you'd get Dallas versus Phoenix, and then Golden State versus Memphis in your second round. And man, oh man, would that be a blast! <laughs> that would be. And a, by the way, that'd be a ball. <laughs> I said how terrible it was if the league has a situation where the Timberwolves end up out of the playoffs and the Lakers end up in. That's still because I want that. I want the Lakers in a 1A matchup against the Suns with the Clippers. I would love that if it was the Clippers, Lakers in the playoffs. Lakers get balanced round one. I'm good. Everything else, I'm good. Yeah. After that, whatever. You want but. you want to see LeBron. You, I mean, right now, especially if they man, I mean, they can't manage because the Clippers have to fall off. Like if the Lakers were able, I mean, the Lakers see the Suns. You're like, okay, well, they maybe could get it to seven. Like, LeBron can easily get you one. If you get a good Anthony Davis, he can get you one. Their team could probably get you one, the duo. Maybe Westbrook has a good game. Do I think that would happen? No. Could it happen, though? It's not out of the realm of possibility because you have LeBron and Anthony Davis. All right, give me your gun to your head, Western Conference Finals right now. Phoenix and... I think Golden State only because I don't I I think Memphis is a little young, but I guess they could they could do it clearly. Gun to my head I'd have to go Golden State, but I would completely get if someone said Memphis instead. That would be my gun to my head matchup is Phoenix versus Memphis. And that see and that's fair and I would never I would never argue that like Golden State should be way above the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, the Memphis Grizzlies are like fifteen and two this year without Jaw, which is scary. So, like, but that, it does that shows how good of a team that they are. It's a very small sample size, but ever since Draymond called the Warriors out, I believe it was at the beginning of this past week, saying how they weren't a winning team. I think Kerr called them out as well. Mm-hmm. But you know, basically, they weren't a winning team. They wouldn't be contending teams. Yeah, it was after that Magic loss. I believe that was Sunday. Yes, Sunday, and. uh I don't know. Like you said, Clay's going off tonight. They won. They blew out Miami the other night. Yeah. They uh they broke heat culture. Um Yeah, no, they're they definitely they, you, you know, if they if they keep kinda ascending with Curry out, then you know and that, things change a little bit. Because playoff that truly game. playoff Golden State playoff Golden State's a different different animal, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Playoff Draymond especially. Draymond's firing on all cylinders and he's your point guard and he's you know, not hurting you in any way. And you got Curry and Clay and Jordan Poole firing on all cylinders and everyone else is doing the little things, playing defense, getting all the loose balls. Yeah, Golden State, yeah, then I'm taking them over Memphis yeah. for sure. And I know but, I saying, I know people don't like to like they like to say that Steph hasn't came up really that big in the finals, but regardless of finals, in the first three rounds, Steph's been the same player he's been in the regular seasons that you've seen. He's been phenomenal in those rounds. In the finals, yeah. he's been great. I mean, he's averaged twenty over twenty six points a game in the finals. He's been very good there too. So, but he's Honestly, been always. He's Steph's always been what Steph 
pretty much always what Steph is in the playoffs, especially in the first three rounds for sure. If you go by what like the general public says about uh, like who comes up big and who comes up small in the playoffs, if you went, if I went by that metric, uh, I feel like the only player right now who has a hundred percent approval rating, or the only star I've seen that like everyone's like, oh, such and such didn't fold, is Luca right now. Like, you, like you just said, some people say Curry doesn't have the best reputation in the finals. It's like. If you ever hear anybody say that, don't even fucking listen to them. Like, for, you know, listeners out there. Because, yeah, Curry's, like you just said, Curry's stats are basically like his career stats. They're, like Curry's, right, Curry's stats are the same. If you take out from the year 2013-2014, when Curry's averaging like 26 a game, if you take those at the same stats he has in the playoffs, it's just his percentages go a little bit down because the defenses get better. I went over this the other day because I was comparing Steph to Larry Bird. Yeah, like, and that's most players. Like, I've heard Giannis has come up small in the playoffs. He had that embarrassing, like, bubble loss. After that, the only thing that happened was he was in the conference finals versus Kawhi, and they lost. Not really surprising because Kawhi won a ring already, Mm -hmm. right? Before that, he had, like, first-round exits in series they were pretty much supposed to lose or were bad matchups for them you know what i mean like it was it's not like harden who was getting consistently deep in the postseason and losing like there's there's a lot of people like in a few years you're gonna see people who have no idea what the fuck they're talking about talking about how luca is overrated because those first two years he was in the playoffs he got beat by the clippers like yeah luca's supposed to lose those series and he did what he was supposed to do which is show the fuck out like he he looks at the <laughs> Luca looks at the Clippers like fucking MJ did the Knicks back in the day. Like the, I don't know what it is about him. Like if he saw the Clippers, he might put up forty five this year. But re- realistically, they're only like, supposed to get. They may not even get a game. Realistically, like if you look at their rosters those years, like realistically, the Clippers could sweep them, and they. Sh- but Luca made that a tough six game series, like especially the first one out of and the bubble, like. Like Luca was crazy in those both play. I mean, I'll, like, I'll read I've off heard- his. Sorry, I was just gonna read off his playoff stats real quick. Thirty uh, Luca in both series. All right. All right. Quickly, thirty-one, ten, and nine the first time around. Thirty-six, eight, and ten the second go around. <laughs> Whoops, sorry. Not he's averaging thirty-three, nine, and nine for his playoff career, shooting not forty-nine percent from the floor. Yeah, Luca's not human. No, this sport's too easy for Luca. But <laughs> it has been since he's came in the league. But you know, I just I guess I've literally seen like every star like thrown around like, oh, he he has a he has a bad postseason rep. Like talking about Embiid, and it's like, yeah, like Simmons has been Embiid's biggest problem. Like Embiid hasn't played great in big spots, but he certainly hasn't like folded. Like the only star you can really say has straight up folded is the one and only new acquisition for the Philadelphia 76ers quit on two different teams, James Harden. That's the only one you can really say. And obviously LeBron early in his career, but he hasn't had that. But, he but LeBron, I was gonna say, LeBron then. had a series where he folded. And then you can argue when you talk about game, I think five against Boston in 2010. But other than that, like I'll say four, five and six against Boston. I think four was really good. I thought four he went off and then it was five and six. I could be wrong. It might have been. It might have been. It was, he, I think it he, was games five and six and then the Dallas series. Those are the LeBron only took a nap. LeBron took a nap in game five 
and then game six we got him out of here yeah those, then, okay, those are the only t- the, that those two and then the finals are the only two series you can say anything bad about LeBron like if you really go back and look at it like 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 I mean, the magic beat him in six but he averaged like over 41 like he was ridiculous in that series and then if you go through all of them I mean he and then all of the other ones like he's just been obviously out of his mind you look at Mike, even though he lost against the Celtics. I mean, that was like one of the all-time greatest Celtics teams. It wasn't Mike's fault. <laughs> like Mike came to play. He was Jesus or God. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, as Larry Bird said. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like Steph's had big playoff <laughs> moments, and I could. I mean, I don't need to run through them all, but Steph's had plenty, and I mean, plenty of big playoff moments. So I hate that narrative completely. Yeah, I'd say the only people you can say for sure shit gets different for them in the playoffs. You can throw, like if Utah loses in the first round this year, they need to wear that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or if they go out, or let's say they get to the second round, they got for some reason swept. They got to wear that. Then yeah, then we can say for sure they are pretenders because have they been pretenders up to this point? A little bit, but they're early in Donovan Mitchell's career, right? This year though, you know, if the same thing happens, then you got to look elsewhere, right? You, then mm-hmm. you got to maybe make some changes not necessarily make trades, but some sort of changes to the core. It doesn't have to be Donovan and, and Rudy Gobert, but you might like just have Portland. to change up stylistically. They'll feel like Portland. Right. I mean, and obviously, and you don't put that on Dame because Dame's obviously a big-time player and CJ McCollum's a big-time player. But, like, it's kind of not that they're the same exact player, but, like, Donovan Mitchell and Lillard are similar when it comes to playoffs. they both never afraid to take the shot, never afraid to make the shot. They will make plays for you. But that team, for some reasons, just not getting there like so you just have to change it before it gets too late and you have to go for full rebuild then the other three people with this reputation i would say in the postseason like i said james harden mentioned mm-hmm. that we'll go over that again yep. simmons obviously because he refuses to fucking shoot mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter at all i agree with that literally the guy might be scared to play basketball whatever yeah right i agree with both Not of there. those that's 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 the other thing that's a lingering thing for brooklyn like even if you get 15 minutes from him he might be you know, scared in the fourth quarter. But, and then the other one would be Doc Rivers, who is the coach of Philly, who's given up multiple 3-1 series, who also has a ring. Shouts to the always Celtics. Doc, Celtics family forever. I love Doc. I really do. Like, Doc as a person's great. As a coach, he can definitely get lazy. He just can. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Which I don't know Which is also hilarious that he's in Philly with... Harden, but yeah, with Harden, and you know, I'll feel bad if Doc gets dragged down if it's like Harden who lost, because yeah, you know, because Doc is legendarily a player's coach. Like he's gonna, he's gonna give his stars practice off some days. He's gonna, he's gonna cater to his stars, which again sometimes comes back to bite him because the teams kind of show up lacks of days of times. But the, you know, the other player that people like to do this with, which is fun, it was also funny to do it, was Paul George. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he deserved it at the time. But if you go through his full playoff resume, he certainly pro- deserved it in the pandemic season. No, no, pandemic the pa- P pandemic was a real thing. pandemic P was a real thing. If you take that out, when he was playing the Heat, he was a very good Paul George. In tw- mm. uh, he was a very good Paul George then, and then the OKC series. I understand Game Six, he wasn't he wasn't great. His first go around. But that series, he was good. And then the next year after that, even though they lost in five, he was very good then too. Like, Paul George has been up and down. But he's never – but he's he's been up and down. 
So he's another one I guess you could kind of put in that category, but like there's so many people who want to just be like, oh, say Steph doesn't come up in the big moment. You got uh, Chris Paul has never really been. A- I mean, Chris Paul has never really gotten his team to the finals before last year, which they'll put on him somewhat, but it's really not his fault. You know, like they just love to throw people under the bus if they're not making the ultimate plays down the stretch. <laughs> <laughs>